Good afternoon, fellow cigar passionados and passionadas, and welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes. Broadcast live from the Sereno Royale Studios, it's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining, it's always unscripted, except for this beginning part, which is scripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at theashholes and on Instagram at ashholesradio. Today, we are going to be smoking the Byron Londonensis by Selected Tobacco. So from now on, we're just going to throw up some air quotation marks when you say totally unscripted. Totally, it's yes. 99% unscripted. 99% of it is unscripted. Does that still count if it's 99%? I'd yeah. say we're 50-50. You know 50-50? Yeah. I mean, look, scripted, we got, we, right? We, we, have, we have notes like we've got where to notes. go, so we're running stuff I think down. But bottled then. water that's 99% water, right? <laughs> I'm okay with <laughs> that, I guess. What's the other 1%? I don't want to ask. Oh, my gosh. Rat droppings. Yeah. So we're all back today. Like our show. I've got this cut. There we go. Um, we are back today. We're, we, we were all together We were last all together week. last week. That was a great yeah, show last good, week with Eric and everything. Yeah, with Eric, Cameron, Sickle. Boy, that's a good... Good stick. Great stick. Yep. That was great. I can't wait for those to come out. Mm. Yeah. Soon. Soon so, coming. Yeah. yeah, they're hoping September? by November. Right. Oh, November. They're hoping to, they That's did right. some tweaking to the packaging. Okay. And so he showed me pictures uh, yesterday of what it's going to look like. They're going to be 10-count boxes mm-hmm. and um, kind of a zip box. Yep, that and little like travel pouch. Have, have, have a mesh mm-hmm. in the inside so that the mesh can hold back your lighter and cutter and maybe even a human pack or something. Nice. It's going to be cool. It's going to be good. Multi-purpose. So, we're going Byron. Lord, we're going Byron. We're going How Byron. exciting is this? So, as, as, well, as you guys know, and, and some people out there in the uh, you know, radio podcast land, um, I, do the, I do the sales for United Cigars, and we distribute the Byron line through Selected Tobacco. Um, and Selected Tobacco is Nelson Alfonso. But this is probably for a fuller, on the fuller-bodied, side of cigars in 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 the selected tobacco portfolio Mm -hmm. this is my favorite size um and and favorite century so in the Mm -hmm. byron line um this was named after the poet lord byron out of london so we're smoking the londoneses which is the spanish or the cuban term for a londoner Mm -hmm. coming to cuba Mm -hmm. so they used to call londoners traveling to cuba londoneses and in the 20th century line, he has this particular. Actually, translate nice to sucker line. because they got all you know, take all their money. <laughs> right, take all their money. But the uh, so the the Byron line, three different centuries because Nelson's family did have the the Byron name. They they named the Cuban cigar uh, Byron in the 1850s. Okay, uh, named after Lord Byron. So when he Nelson recreated the line uh, in the early mid 1990s. He reblended it, thinking of what the blend would have tasted like back in the 19th century. So he has okay. the 19th century blend. Yep. Uh, then he has the 20th century blend because the family had it uh, in the in the 1900s, and then he has the 21st century. All slightly different blends throughout. Um, you know, he's classic uh, classic Nelson and selected tobacco uses a lot of undisclosed tobacco, but the. Uh, the 19th century is probably the fuller bodied of the three centuries. Uh, in the 19th century, there are three sizes, the Petit Poema, Poema, and the Grand Poema. Mm-hmm. So Lord Byron was a poet, so you can see the Petit Poema, small poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uses a little bit of, a uh, little more Nicaraguan, Lijero, with the undisclosed tobacco. Okay. So you have a little more, a little more body. And that, the Petit Poema, to me, a great starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a small, uh, you know, Petit Corona, fantastic. As we go into the 20th century, uh, he removes the Nicaraguan Lajero, mm-hmm. uh, brings in, introduces a little bit of Dominican Lajero and Peruvian uh, okay. Lajero, mm-hmm. which for me, right off the bat, when I start, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big um, Peruvian fan when it's not used properly because I think it gives you a bite, in the, for me, mm-hmm. in the back of the throat. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um, but with this one, it's, it's blended right where it's a softer spice because right off the bat, I get a lot of, a lot of spice. Uh, and a lot of flavor on the on the back of the uh, back of the palate. So he, uh, he used a little bit of Peruvian, a little bit of um, uh, Dominican, then undisclosed on the filler and binder, an Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut wrapper. Then on the 21st century, 
Uh, he removes the Peruvian, um, uses a little more Dominican Lajero, and uh, softens it up with a Dominican and undisclosed. But this one, this particular one, too, right. the Londonesis, is aged after it's rolled for five years. Five years after it's rolled. Five years after it's rolled. Crazy. So it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. It makes sense of the price. <laughs> yeah, the, the price for everything that it goes into. I mean, he's, you know, Peruvian tobacco actually now in the last couple of years has become popular. And, uh, and Nelson's been using it because if you're looking at a, a cigar that's aged for five years after it's rolled. Hmm. But prior to that, he ages the tobacco for two to three years, even before it hits the rolling table. Hmm. Uh, then there's a fermentation process. So he's been using Peruvian tobacco for, you know, 10, well, really since the beginning when he started the, started the blends right. in the 90s. Right. Um, and to, to him, to Nelson, he said Peruvian tobacco is one of the best tobaccos in the world. He absolutely loves it. Why does he think that? What's what's what does he love so the, about the it? complexity? The there's just so much um, you know flavor and richness to it, and, and and what you can do with it, the way you can blend with it. He he absolutely loves it. Yeah, I think there's some Peruvian in the Fratello Firecracker actually. In the, in the yep. Fratello Firecracker, so, yep, yeah. so possibly, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, there are a lot of companies that are are using more more mm -hmm. Peruvian, but you don't see it a whole lot. No, but. no, but. Uh, but great flavor on this, mm -hmm. uh, even the, the cool draw, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of sweetness. You get a little bit of the spice, but you, you, can, you don't have that grassy taste that not you do on a lot of cigars. And not not even all. the hay. Like a yeah. good hay taste on a cool draw still means that the cigar is, is good. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't even have that on, on this. It's just, I don't know, it's just so smooth. It's smooth. It's creamy. There's this kind of the floral you know, yep. scent about it. That first right off the bat. You know, that's full. that's what really hits me. And that the the finish is just so incredibly complex. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out how to what what words to use here. It's 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 hard to describe the hits line, even with the Atabe, um because they're not in your face. Mm hmm. You got to pick up one by one, really. Yeah, you and, know, and like it, it's this with a lot of other things. Right. It's it's almost like a three or four course meal, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Where you have different flavors throughout, but they all work together and they they marry together and they work perfectly together. So it's it's the it, soup. It's, it's <laughs> soup. come back to the soup. Uh, I am picking out a uh, uh, golden raisins. You know that kind of mm -hmm. sweetness, among other things, obviously. Uh, but there is that one flavor that can narrow down. Golden raisins. A little bit of nuttiness to it. Some, a little hint of cedar I'm picking up. Um, and, and the retro, this very gentle white pepper. Not white pepper for Aaron. Not white pepper for me. No, what is no? it for you? It's not white pepper. Do you retro? I do retro. You do, yeah. all right. Oh, yes. Sometimes too often. Like if I really yeah, like, and I like wind up burning my nose out where it's like right. stop tasting but it's as well. Such a good burn. Yeah. It's like wasabi. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Well, keep it's like, and then I can't it. taste quite as well because it's like I've done it too much and I got to settle down. Yeah. But. but but the construction on these is is fantastic too. I rarely have, and you know, a lot of people concentrate so much on on burn lines. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we do too here. Yeah, and sure. That, yeah, and that you, you know that shows the the construction. Um, you know, some of these are, are razor thin, so you can see the age. Mm. Um, you know, may waver a little bit, but then corrects itself. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a good weight to it. So it's just, uh, I think it's a fantastic line. Yeah. Now, we all we all here use straight cutters to, to cut this thing. Yep. Um, I know on the, on the tubes that, you know, when if you get the, the uh, selection of Byron tubes that comes in, he's got bullet cutters at the top. But he likes a, a larger bullet cutter for these cigars. What, what kind of cutter... Do you guys prefer? Do you have more than one? Do you Way use one many. more than another? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking like just different kinds of the same thing, but mm -hmm. like, do you typically have different kinds of cutters? Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, for me, I'm a little unorthodox. I carry um, I carry a pocket knife by Zycar, which mm -hmm. I have for I don't know how many years. This is 10, 15, 15 years. You can see mm -hmm. the the wear from opening bottles. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> the uh, so when I don't have a cutter because I prefer a straight cut. I'll use this and I'll just go around the edge because I can control yep. every yeah. side of it. Exactly. And when, when you, as soon as you, you cut into the leaf on the top, it's not stuck to the tobacco. So it's not that you need to clip all the way through. Sometimes when you're clipping all the way through, that's where you can cause some damage unless sure. the, the cutter is very sharp. Hmm. But I'm, I'm more of a straight cut. Uh, I, I don't like the V cut. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I do the V cut every once in a while, but it's yeah. I'm always kind of like, why did I do this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really I kind of yeah. I bring it when I'm like out with friends and I know they're going to use my cutter, so right. I use my V cutter because they're not going to touch it. So right, <laughs> and I got slobber go. on it and whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. I don't own a V cut. Really, the I have a I have a bullet that's on my keychain for emergencies, you know. I, but I'll, the straight cut is really how I prefer. I know people who swear by the V cut. And, yeah. you know, I, I've seen, you know, I, I, I know they think that that enhances the flavor or it's safer for the head of the cigar or it opens it up. Not always. You know, but it's, <laughs> and, and I know sometimes it's true. Now, you know, and there's some cigars where you really can't use no. it, like a Torpedo. Yeah, if, you really, you really if, can't use it. If you it. have a really thin leaf on a box press, then it's mm-hmm. like it just destroys it. You don't want to go right. eat right. that. Right. So do, you, I, do, you, do you think it makes a difference? Do you think it makes a difference what cut you use on this cigar or yeah. any cigar? And I, I think this is going to lead into some of your, um, you know, pastor padron, thou shalt not. But mm-hmm. all of our palates are different. Right. So somewhat to me, when I, when I cut a cigar with a V-cut, there are particular cigars that have a, a lot more bite. Mm-hmm. To me, when, when there's a, a V-cut to them, they become bitter. Or someone else, it, it just hits their palate properly. Some people like the V-cut because of the way it hits their palate. Mm-hmm. I know some that will straight cut their cigar, but on an angle. Mm. Um, with uh, Lito Gomez and the chisel, he mm-hmm. used to. There was an ad where he would put a bullet cutter on both sides, mm. so it was hitting the top and bottom. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just well, I've always shied away from a, a, a V cut. Well, and you see people doing the V cut with the. They make an X or they make a star, and it's like when you get to the star, it's just why bother? It's just well, you basically I, yeah, made I, a straight I just cut. Worry, the only thing I worry about using the, the the V cut is that it's going to, you know, make the cigar you know, damage it to the point where it's going to fall apart. And yeah. I just if seen, it's not I've sharp seen, enough and it just yeah, bites it. Yeah, and, and, you know, obviously people use them. They swear by them. I know people use them all the time, and their cigars don't fall apart. But it, So maybe it's just subjective on my part. It is a reliable – I mean, it's reliable. So uh, I'll give it that. So when I use my, my V-cut, you know, if I, if I feel like – if I've had a hard time with the straight cut in the past with a cigar, I might go mm-hmm. to the V-cut just because I know it's going to cut clean through and not give me any – you know, hassle. I won't have to recut it and recut. Right. Um, but for the bullet punch, I'll do that if I'm going to be like chomping on it. If I'm going to be working or, or mm-hmm. using my hands, and I feel like I'm going to need to put the cigar in my mouth a lot. Right. I'll use the bullet punch just because it's going to have more stability Hold in the cigar. Up more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually with a worse cigar, not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and people, great. I think with the V cut, they're very particular on the way. If if you're asked to, you know, a lot of retailers out there sometimes a, a customer will come up and, and ask them to cut it. And it's mm-hmm. always offered, but I was in I was in one shop once, and somebody cut it the wrong way on oh, the band, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were real particular about that. Right, they right. want it a certain way, so it hits their again their palate a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you again, if you if you cut it, I guess horizontally, and then it's in your mouth, you're closing, and it's yeah, you're that's where it can become it. bitter, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so they turn Makes it the sense. other gotcha, way. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. Stick with a knife. <laughs> that's that's the works. I have several friends who do that. They, that's all they use is the knife. The knife. I know yeah. someone who just it know, does look uses, badass. I uses mean. their, uses <laughs> yeah. their yeah. fingernails and just yeah. kind of gouges out a little hole at the fingernails, top. Fingernails. I don't know. That sounds pretty dirty. But that's just yeah. Me. And you're you're not getting a great cut. They're they're you're tearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah, I agree what is with it? That. The um, recluse, the Amadeus. They have the what, the what do they call it? The butt flap, <laughs> where you can just kind of pinch <laughs> oh, it and pinch pull it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never really go with that. I tend to just cut it anyways. But if you're in a pinch, you can pinch it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all, it is it is wow. all preference. I think the most popular cut is the straight cut. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are a little, you know, not novelties by any means, but it's it's a preference. Mm-hmm. Mostly widely uses the straight mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, I admire your honesty. There you go. Well, there we go. We're so yeah, I gotta, we're I gotta about, watch that movie again. Now we're about an inch into the cigar here. What what are you guys picking up? Oh, some dark fruit. I want to like dates. I guess I don't know. I I, I feel like it's kind of already in my head. It's like a dry. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah. dry fruit where it's not overly sweet or sugary. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's not like a full like biting a piece of fruit, but biting something that's dried already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can see dark. The, the date because the you know that that cedary the the wood. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the Peruvian offers a little bit of uh, sweetness to it, so more of a date um, yeah. taste. Yeah. yeah. So really, it's like that that golden raisin that I was tasting, but it's kind of amped up a little bit. So mm-hmm. this is a little darker, a little richer. Yeah, just opening up. 
I'm getting more woody, cedary flavors now, uh, now that I'm an inch into this. Yeah. Um, the spice that, that I got right on that first quarter, on the mm-hmm. first light, um, ha- has gone away. And yeah. there's just there's just such a long finish on this. Mm. It, it's funny how you can, you know, on this show, I, I, I have a tendency to smoke a lot faster mm-hmm. uh, than I typically do. And part of that is you, you just, like, you want, you want more flavor. You want more smoke. Sure. So you're, you're constantly looking for, for something. With this one, it's such a long finish mm-hmm. that it stays in the back of my jaw, mm-hmm. the back of the, uh, back of the mouth. It's such a, a, a warm draw. You know, very smooth. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a consistency to it that I absolutely, absolutely love. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. Favorite size by far. But it's so, so different w- within this line. It is. It's very, very different from the Poema. Uh, and the Petit yeah. Poema. And the Petit and, Poema. And, you know, certainly the Atabays are, uh, you know, it's a completely different oh, that's kind a, yeah, of classic taste. Yeah, a whole different level. Yeah. yeah. Um, medium body. Would you yep. say right now? Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a I'd give it a medium. You, right you now, can, yeah. I can definitely feel the mm-hmm. cigar. It's not um, you know it's it, like feel like it's going through through my system. There's a mm-hmm. you know heaviness heaviness to it that I give it a medium. It's not overpowering on the on the draw or the spice. There's not one flavor that's mm. battling the other. Uh, incredibly balanced uh, cigar. That um, it's just it's special. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a special yeah, flavor. Yeah, very sure. sweet, very long finish, like you're saying. Yeah. And um, all you know, Oliver gave his disclaimer that you know he works for United, uh, so you can take his <laughs> opinions with a grain of salt. But right. you know, I'm not going to be swayed by that. I'm not paid in any way. I don't care what you guys think. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So that, that is it. True. Really, that it, it does true. line up with what they're saying. <laughs> all right. Why don't we do a little Pastor Padron? Thou shalt not. By we didn't we do it last week. By we mean you mean you. Uh, sure. Well, I'll I'll open it up and then we can all talk about oh, it. Oh, there we go. Uh, and this week's thou shalt not is thou shalt not blindly follow or trust the ratings in cigar magazines. Podcasts, on the other hand, no. Podcasts, <laughs> on the other hand, are completely reliable and trustworthy, especially this show or the rep. That, that's or the rap. Rap. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, it's true. You're gonna I mean, love this. I know, no. but I've I've seen people. You know, they get the when the magazines come in, whatever one it is, they go and they look and they they they're just enamored by. Oh, look, I'm smoking this. This cigar got a 98 rating or a 96 rating, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I think you know we need to understand that those ratings are, you know, a subjective of the people who are who are rating them. They're n- normally even. You know, it, five or six people might be making, you know, yeah, reports. And then it's, it's, there's somebody who, you know, ends up saying, well, I like this, I like this, I like this and that report, this and this report, put them together. And then, ooh, this one advertises here. So we're going to push this. A exactly. Bit. You, you know, don't know who just, you're listening to. Exactly. And so it's very hard to. And so, you know, I use them as a guide, mm-hmm. use them as a guideline, read, read them to educate yourself on where they're from, what it's like. And, you know, especially if you can find somebody who has a palate you know is a lot like yours, that's, that's really good. Exactly, yeah. Bloggers, but, you can usually find somebody know, who is aligned with yours. So, you know, don't be so dismayed if the cigar you would give a 92 got uh, 85 in some magazine. That doesn't mean it was bad. That just means your tastes are different. Yeah. Yep. Right, but, but le- and, and let's look at the scale mm-hmm. and, and the rating system because in 85 – Anywhere else in the world on a 100-point scale mm. is still a very good grade right. rating. Right. Right. But it's we still, look at it. It's still a B. Right. Yeah. We've, we've, been, we've been programmed so much <laughs> that we look at, we look at yeah. uh, you know, different publications out there, and it's like, oh, my gosh, an 89. I'm not going to smoke that. Well, right. this one got a 90, 91. You're talking about two points, three points. Right. Yep. You know, right. it, it variance there. And really, what's the difference? You can't. I mean, you, you yeah. can't really grade it on that. And, it, and it's know. depending on who you know. A ninety for one magazine or whatever for is a lot of higher rating than for another. You know, aficionado has a little bit higher than like cigar journal. Cigar journal tends to be more conservative because it's you know I think twenty people are smoking each cigar and so right. it brings it down. That's a great panel, and that's yeah. a, it's a good point that a lot of people don't know. That's something cigar journal is something that they send samples out across. Mm-hmm. the globe yeah mm-hmm. and they're and doing then, it blind right they, and they're they doing no it blind what they're and then they're taking the averages um 
that that's a great rating system as opposed right. to because I've, I've sent you know some out some cigars out samples to different publications and they ask for three or they ask for two so <laughs> give us 50 you know, it's, all, it's all subjective <laughs> you know like, yeah. like we talked about with everything at the, at the beginning with the cut it's all subjective everyone has a different palate mm-hmm. so what you know i've seen high ratings have i've smoked that cigar and i'm like i don't that get wasn't it that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that wasn't that but i've also smoked some of those high rating cigars and i'm like they're spot on. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. But when you can find, you know, uh, a blogger that, you know, you can really trust that is aligned with your palate, then it's it's nice because I've had times where, you know, there's a certain blogger I'll go to where I'll experience a cigar and be like, I didn't really like that. And I'll look back at what they thought of it and, and uh, they didn't like it either. So, right. or, you know, something that I really liked. And so you can kind of trust. It's kind of like with movies. You know, you have a friend that uh, I'm not going to talk to them about how they, what movie is good or not. Um, and the ones that, you know, have the same taste as you, you can really trust. So right, right. Same deal. Right. So. Yeah, like a big, big Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> right. So when he was coming out with his movies, at the beginning. Then he, you then mean he on kinda, Netflix? He, yeah. Because that's all they're coming out on now. Right. Mm. But, um, but, you know, like the Billy Madisons and, yeah. you know, Happy Gilmore. Hilarious. Watch those over and over. Not the best ratings. Exactly. No, still a exactly. good Exactly. That's a very good point. Very good. Point. It was a terrible point, but I appreciate your. Support. I was trying to help you out there, man. <laughs> it's like it was, it was good for the moment <laughs> until you, you know, pull the rug out. Well, of good, right yeah, now. good support. So, all right, well, let's change the subject then. Um, pick of the week. Do we have a pick of the week for Instagram? We do, and his name is. Let me pull it up. Chris Lepree. And Chris his, Lepree. Yep, he's at heavy underscore metal underscore cigarist because he he's a. a Drummer, bassist, guitarist, cigarist is what he calls himself. Uh, shots are decent. He's listening to the show regularly because he's using the Ashholes Radio hashtag instead of just the Ashholes. He uses that as well. Uh, you know, again, we're still having issues with the Ashholes hashtag. They, mm-hmm. They're not strange letting up. Uh, so, but Ashholes Radio is still free and clear. Uh, we can find that nice and easy. More people are using it, which is good. We're getting the word out. Um, but check out Crystal Pre. Uh, he's, you know, even though he's a drummer, he's still he says he's a bassist, and I'm a bassist, so I'm got a little bias nice. there. So, props and his shots are decent; they really are. Hmm. That's such a talent, being a musician, right? Because I am tone deaf. Some musicians. I, when I was younger, I tried playing multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, couldn't figure it out. I was never, never able to be musical in any kind of way that no. people appreciated. Tone deaf, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I've always just played by ear, and so I just take it for granted. <laughs> but uh, wow. I, no, it's yeah. a great, See, you're, it's like, a you're like my brother. Yeah. He picked up the guitar. He's like, oh, yeah, let me see if I can do this. All of a sudden, he's playing, well, this is back in the 90s, playing Thunderstruck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah most I was able to do maybe 10, 12 chords of uh, Redemption Song. Very easy, very mm-hmm. slow. That's okay. my level. <laughs> there you go. There I you can't go. even do that, so. Be proud of yourself. Right. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag lame uh, facts about Oliver. Yes. Yeah. yes. Not musical. Not <laughs> musical at Not all. Not musical. Redemption song. There we go. That'll be on my tombstone. All right. I'm already about halfway through this. You look like you are, too. Mm, not quite there now. Yeah. You're, you're, third. you're, the, you're the, the green egg. Green egg, yeah. You're the slow Because, you know, I, I, I'm I don't know. Maybe I just too. enjoy cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different. You know, like, like I was saying, for, for me, when I'm smoking cigars, I, I typically enjoy it a little bit more i'm a little bit mm-hmm. more of a slower mm-hmm. smoker uh, a little more deliberate uh when i'm here i'm trying to get the you know the flavors the flavors and, and everything yeah you know without without hot boxing it too much right. on this one i'm smoking a little bit slower because there is so much complexity yeah uh, and there, there's and some cigars that I, I will really smoke fast because i like it burning hotter i like the flavors sure. uh the cle shell for example i like it burning hot it just brings out a different flavor than when you're slowing it down mm-hmm. and so i'll Blasted those in like 40 minutes. Not the longer, but six inches, something like that. Yeah. Still very rich. Still very sweet. Very woody. Very cedary. And that, that dried fruit, you know, whether it's figs or raisins or, or dates, that's, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And, and just, it's just, you just want to kind of sit and, and let, let, let your tongue just kind of tell you what's going on. And is it is it just me with the with the Peruvian? Does it hit the back of your tongue? Yeah, like the it's center, the back of my tongue. That's yeah, yep. So I and, and again, yeah. maybe that's Peruvian, like the back. And even though like you, you taste some some like sweetness, but you don't really feel it on the tip of your tongue. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of deceiving. It's like oh, what's going on here? And I think that's one of the reasons it's a little bit harder to describe. Yep. You know, usually you know the taste the taste that I pick up are usually more on the front of my tongue. Mm-hmm. 
the back, you know, that gets more that, you know, those those woody tastes, those the, and, and differentiating what kind of what taste exactly that, is going on. What yeah, exactly right. is going when on when things are blended is a little bit is a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I had this discussion today uh, about describing root beer well, and mm. i've had this a couple of times over the past few years where it's describe root beer to somebody who's never had root beer before and it's like well <laughs> and then you start right. getting in arguments with people because it's like oh they say it tastes like cinnamon or it tastes like licorice or it tastes like whatever there's all these different flavors that people will use to describe it but it's right. like well it just tastes like root beer so right right it's the same kind of deal it's like where it's, dr. Pepper. it's really tough like so yeah, much going it's on it's like there. what is i don't know <laughs> it just tastes like dr pepper so much going on in dr pepper yeah. <laughs> But oh my goodness! Yeah, this this um, the, the Byron the London Essis is just it's just fantastic. I mean, again, is it part of my portfolio? Yes, but outside, I smoke a lot of cigars outside of of my portfolio because mm-hmm. I I just love cigars. I've been smoking them for for too long, mm-hmm. um, but this is just something that's just different and very unique throughout. Yeah, the, I think the aging, the way that, you know. The tobacco is using to blend everything. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm. It really is a very nice taste. I, I can't think of another cigar that really comes close to this kind yeah. of flavor profile. And, and where you get like a wood and a floral, you know, mm-hmm. usually the floral is more of a lighter flavor, but, you know, right. you get like a floral in here where it's, it's you know, it's hard to place. Floral is a, you know, a tough flavor to nail down to. You can't say it's like, tastes like this flower because right. most guys are going to be like, what? <laughs> no, but, <the> smell, <laughs> but, also, I, but it is a floral where you recognize it right. as, yeah. So almost oh, like a wine, I, I would put this in like a, a right on the edge of a, in between a Merlot and a Cab. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we have that, that, that dry berry-ness mm-hmm. in the back. You get, uh, you get an oaky wood taste. Mm-hmm. It's very rich. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you on the Cab. You know? We're low, not so much. So more on the cab more side. More on the cab yeah. side, yeah. More on the cab side. This would go great with a good cab. It's, it's tough it, to find a cigar that goes good go with wine. Well with <laughs> it would go very well with chicken. It would go very well with not many wines that, that go yes. too right. well mm, with cigars. It does go well with a chicken. Mm. Always a chicken. <laughs> Delicious Just to get that Peter. sound bite in there every week. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. That is old school Beastie Boys. It's like yep. pandering. That is, that is <laughs> my era. Love it. <laughs> so the Byron London S's, and these come in 25-count uh, uh, porcelain jars, yeah. humidified jars. So now, is that changing after the show? Are they coming out in boxes only, or will they still be available in the jars? They are still in the jars on the London S's. On the, the other size in the 20th century is the Grand Poema. Okay. That comes in a three-pack tube. Right. However, he, was, he, he did have a 25-count box early on repackage it to be similar to the elegantes Mm -hmm. because in in actually not 2012 uh, i think he said 2008 2007 he had this tobacco that he was he was using uh already you know for the the grand poema but this particular one just came out phenomenally well and wanted to use it for a special uh blend and he did a 25 count uh habanero uh, size, not size, but habanero blend, okay. which he already has in the three-pack, but he did a 25-count box okay. limited to 200 boxes. Mm. And that was rolled in, uh, I think this one was either January or, or March of 2012. Okay. So those were just, uh, I don't want to say just released because it's such a fine line with this whole FDA mm-hmm. thing um, because there's been so much aging on it. Right. But now wide the wide release of... This box was uh, was done at the IPCPR. Okay. Uh, great response. It comes in a beautiful yellow humidor mm-hmm. uh, to match the 20th century that he that he does. Nice. So nice. That's excellent. Yeah. So that will come in a box. All right. Well, if you can believe it, it's already time for the break. Okay. All right. So hang in there, people. We'll be right back. We're going to come back with viewer mail. We're going to come back with some Miles with Styles. First time in a month for that. We're going to have Ash Hole and Ash Hero of the Week. And we're going to give you more thoughts on this Byron London instance. Come on back.
a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. 
Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. And welcome back to the Ash Holes, everybody. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We are smoking the Byron Londonensis by Selected Tobacco. And it is a very rich, very complex, very deep cigar that yes, does yes. not, that has so much going on. But none of it is really in your face. Nope. And it all is interacting. All the flavors are interacting so well with each other. It is really hard to pick it out. This, this is like a kind of a symphony of flavors that's going on. Oh, that's... Like, I'm symphony, of flavors. symphony of flavors. Symphony of flavors You notice there's been a... You, there since a F? certain person left, there's been a, a really dramatic decrease of the use of bouquet. There was, a, there was a certain asshole that used to use bouquet a lot. And was, oh, this bouquet of, of flavors. And oh. it's like a, just a certain oh. asshole. Well, we can kind of narrow it down because there's only been a few of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah, there, that's there not there my is. go-to word. Sorry. So for, yeah. those, of the, for those out there in the, uh, you know, in the audience that didn't completely tune out on the commercial uh, <laughs> break, I noticed that... It, uh, when um, when they were talking about Byron, the Lord Byron commercial, mm-hmm. it says sits in an aging room for a minimum of a year, and it, it is. I mean, it is a minimum of a year, but it's a minimum really on the Byron line, minimum of three years because the the grand poem is three. Right. And what Nelson does too, even though this is a five year age, that's the minimum that it's aged. So whatever he's selecting, uh, because they go through each cigar, the Nelsons, mm-hmm. you know, Nelson, Nelson, his son, uh, Nelson Jr helps them out, but they, they select the cigars. And when they're selecting the cigars, they rotate these cigars in their humidor, and they're selecting each one. So it's a minimum of five years. There are some that are six, seven in that same box. Right. They have to put the lowest age on there. Wow. That's incredible. So there's, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of So age. I got a fun fact about Lord Byron. Yeah. Fun he, fact. Fun fact. He is the inspiration of Frankenstein. What? Really? The inspiration. What? What? Uh, We're going to get fact-checked Okay, here. here's, the fact, here's the fact behind it. Mm-hmm. So Mary Shelley, before yes. she was Mary Shelley, I don't, okay. I don't remember her maiden name. Smith. Her sister and her stepsister was his mistress. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she met. They went, there was a weekend away, whatever, and so they became friends. She met he, his, uh, was it P.B. Shelley, uh, mm-hmm. was good friends with Lord Byron. Good, good friends for what we hear. Uh, and he wound up marrying Mary and so she became Mary Shelley. And so anyways, on one of these weekends away, they were telling ghost stories. And Lord Byron told them all to, let's create our own ghost stories. So each one share your own. And it was that night she came up with Frankenstein and wrote Frankenstein. Wow. So Lord Byron yeah. is the inspiration for or the Frankenstein monster. Or inspired her to write. Inspired it, yes. Inspired her to In write Frankenstein. In the pure sense of the word. I don't think I've ever inspired anybody to do anything. Well, we all leave. have our crosses to bear. That's why people leave the room. Speaking yeah, of not inspiring people, oh, yes, let's see I this. think we should probably get to a little bit of your mail. Finally. Okay. Ooh. Not let's just any uh, mail. Not just any mail. It's viewer mail, mail here. There we go. All right. So this week we have an email from a would-be listener named John. And... Uh, uh, very interesting uh, uh, e- uh, email address there, John three sixteen. Oh, right nice. A real, real pal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna. And he says us. yes. No, we're gonna get religious. Gonna get, yes, get roasted. Yeah, here. I know. Whenever, whenever, I don't know about you, Aaron, <laughs> but you know, whenever some Christian comes up to me and says, "I need to tell you something in Christian love." Yeah. You know, Usually, what gonna follows like is neither Christian stomach. or loving. <laughs> Thanks, okay? pal. So here we go. I don't know you. I'm here gonna, we go. I'm gonna say this in all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, but you know, yeah. you're gonna offend me, aren't yeah, you? Exactly. I know it. Here it goes. I've tried very hard to like the assholes, but I just don't get it. Hmm. The Cigar Authority is learning experience with a mix of good humor and a great dynamic. The assholes seems to have no purpose and no direction. You guys often come off as unprepared and give information that is often incorrect. It's a shame. I wanted to like it, but the show definitely needs to be retooled. It's pretty awful and tough to listen to. I've stopped listening every week. 
and I don't feel I need to tune in. <laughs> hope you guys figure it out. So hope, I don't think he's going to listen to this then, but, you know. No, but, but, but say but what will. you want. So <laughs> one, I'll say he's observant. So that's nice. He's observ- <laughs> <laughs> what did he observe, though? He didn't really observe he, anything. He's, he's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> no, there's some preparation that goes into this. And but I, lo- I love how he says, I've, lis- I've stopped listening every week. So he's still listening. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. But I just stopped <laughs> he listening. He puts it on, but he just doesn't pay attention. Uh, I hate baseball. Tried to I like it. I stopped watching too. after the seventh inning. I don't okay, understand we, trying to like watched. it. Like, uh, it's like, you don't like it? It's not your cup of tea? Move on. I don't yeah. care. It's yeah. like, I don't understand the whole the effort to, I must try to like this just so. Right. There, there, look, there are a ton know. of podcasts. And the last thing that the, the world needed was us to create another cigar podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. But we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason. What because was that we wanted reason? to. Oh, we wanted to. We wanted to. We wanted to. We wanted to do something different. We wanted different. to do something different. why not? There, there is, so you mentioned the Cigar Authority. Absolutely. They've been doing it for five years. Eight years. Eight, eight, eight years. years. So, you know, their structure is different. Uh, you know, however, they do their show very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Great learning. Uh, great learning show for people that are either novice or experts. Uh, tons of industry knowledge, and right. they also have a lot of fun. Yes, they yeah. do. But that's a different show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not about fun. Yeah. I think we're more <laughs> <Yeah>. about fun. <laughs> we're just more about fun. Like we we're wanted, more about fun. We we sit here because we, you know you originally were a, a, a customer, right? Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. you're in the. It's just like sitting in the lounge. You're talking about cigars. Right. That's all we're trying to do. We're giving yeah. our opinion of what we feel the cigar is, what it tastes like, what the profile right. is. Give a little bit of knowledge, and then also have some fun doing it. Yeah. Right. It's very laid back. It's very off the cuff. And yeah, we have these notes that kind of tell us where to, what topics to be talking on at what time so that we cover stuff. But what we say is not really written down at all. No. I mean, so, you know, why, this is a good example here. Why did you keep coming back week after week? Nowhere to just sit no. out there. And, <laughs> I mean, did you just have no life, nothing to do? Yeah, no, uh, I can't because the experience, it's, it's what you experience on some days in the cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get the right crowd, you get that, you know, conversation going, you're talking about the cigars, you're having fun, and that's what it was in the show, you know, in the right. podcast. That's, that's what we experienced right there. Uh, you know, you don't always experience it every time you go. Sometimes there's nobody in the lounge. Sometimes it's just somebody that's keeping to themselves. Right. So you get to experience just a little bit of, you know, flavor sometimes of life. there are guys there that you wish would keep to it, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And can we talk about structure for a second? Sure. We can talk structure. You mentioned viewer mail. Viewer mail, And you yes. just read it maybe two minutes ago. Yep. It is now 442. Mm-hmm. On our notes, our sheet here, t- structured, yes. 435 to 445. We're going to talk about viewer mail. It's in there. It's 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 typed. It's typed in there. There's yeah. your structure. There is some structure. John, <laughs> there's your structure. You don't need to retool it. We got three tools right here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. I'll give you a structure. I'll give you a tool. There you go. Not really upset. Actually, I, I appreciate the negative feedback more than positive. <laughs> Because yeah, it's more fun. Shape. We it, appreciate every mail that we get, even the, the lousy ones. I if you love, love the show, mail. write in some hate mail because well, it's more fun do. than just, yep. oh, you're doing a good job. Hate Thanks. mail means you're doing something right. I don't know what to do with that. So. Yep. Yep. So how about the Ash Hole of the Week? Should we do the Ash Hole of the Week? Sure. Uh, I don't know, Dan. Let's check the sheet. Is it on time? Yep. You are, we are on, right on time. Right on schedule, Dan. <laughs> so we have, we have a, double ash, a double thing this week, another Ash Hole and Ash Hero of the Week in the same story. All right, this happened on uh, the 22nd uh, last week, and uh, New York's, the New York City Police Department uh, revealed this week that a Brooklyn man's life was potentially saved by his seven-year-old daughter. Mm. Okay, now here's the story. Eric... Roman uh, was driving with his seven-year-old daughter in the car, all right, and was overdosing on opioids. He was, he was doing drugs with his seven-year-old daughter in the car, and he passes out at the wheel driving down, the, driving down Ocean Avenue near the uh, uh, Belt Parkway, which is a very, very busy place if you know New York City at all. And... The girl, the seven-year-old girl, sees that her father has passed out, no longer driving. And so she climbs into his lap and takes the wheel and aims to drive her dad safely home. 
because he can't do it anymore. And she passes some EMTs along the road, and they look over, and there's She's a seven-year-old seven girl at the wheel. And so they maneuver the cars around, and oh, they, yeah. they eventually get her car to stop. And they asked her what happened, and, and she said to them, quote, my dad was sleeping, so I was going to finish driving him home. I doubt she could reach the so, pedals. That's, no, I mean, I, I don't think that. she could. I think all she could do was steer. The car ended up kind of slowly coming she to a halt. crazy. Okay. Her dad um, is facing charges, of course, for reckless endangerment and driving while impaired by drugs. And for that, Eric Roman is the asshole of the wow. week. But for being brave enough to drive her overdose dad home after he passed out through New York City... That seven-year-old girl who is unnamed in the, uh, uh, in the report for obvious reasons mm-hmm. is the Ash Hero of the Week. Gosh. That's it, it, so many things wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, well, dri- so was, driving under the influence, for one, mm-hmm. and then driving child, under the influence yeah. with your with child, child in the car. And not only under the influence. Like, it's not like he took a couple drinks. He was yeah, that's you know, true. trying the bar. Right. I mean, he, the opioid, if he passed out... I'm, uh, and I hate to assume, but I'm assuming heroin. <laughs> yeah, probably. Most right? likely, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, the, you know, anything we say is, is assumption at that point. But opioids is the polite way of saying heavy no-no drugs. Right. Yeah. That you should not be doing around your seven-year-old kid, yeah. let alone with the kid in the car in New York City on the throughway. It's like, where was he going? Where was he coming from? You know, was he picking her up from school? Right. And mm-hmm. just so many things that just make this 10 times worse. Of course. And that's not even like a quick high. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to get high on, uh, you know, opioids real, real quick. Right. You know, and it's going to fade away in a half hour because I have to pick up my kid at school. That's a, that's a decision that you're blocking out a pretty heavy portion of your schedule yeah. to say, I'm going to be completely out of it. And I doubt it's his first time. Well, I, you know, I don't think people think about it. I think they, yeah. get, the, they get the urge they and they just, just do it. And, you know, and, and that's the shame of the whole it's thing. It's their whole life you is know? high. <clears throat> and so, well, you've got to do everything high then. But, you know, as, as I read that story, I, I'm definitely going to make this our, our story of the week. But I, I was, what really hit me was not so much the dad, but the girl. I mean, to, to just, I mean, you're, you're on a very, very busy stretch of road and you're seven. And you just decide to get in and take the wheel. That's well, really brave. Right. But the concerning part is, I mean, she's the the response that she's just trying to get home is like, has she done that before mm. and actually gotten <laughs> them home? Like, <laughs> is this like point. a normal she routine just, where, oh, there's yeah. dad and he passed out again. All right, Did let she me use her blinker? She takes, out her, <laughs> takes <laughs> out her pack of cigarettes and like, I'll just drive yes, the rest of the way. Yes. Oh. Needless to say, she's not being wow, charged yeah, for uh, driving underage right. without a license. Yeah, that's sad. And it's sad for the kid. Mm. You know, as well to be going up, absolutely, yeah. You know, in, in that in that life, but well, it's good. It's good to hear that she's safe. Good to hear that he's safe too. Hopefully, he yes. does. Um, does you know, time and a recovery program. <laughs> yeah, gets and, over that. You know, yeah. straightens himself out. And the EMTs, you know, said you know several times that she, in her doing that, she probably saved his life, and in doing so, saved her own, and maybe right. somebody else's too, and, and maybe oh, a lot oh. of other people's too, yeah. if there had been an accident there. Wow. So. All right, well. back to back to Byron World. You know, you you mentioned you know in a kind of an offhand comment a little bit ago about Nelson Jr. You know, kind yes. of being part of things. And you know, I I you know you put up a little video on your um, Facebook page, and that was you and Junior being interviewed about the about the cigars, and that was really cool. What is he is he taking a larger part in this now? Yeah. So he so Nelson Jr. Um, the son. He's twenty twenty seven, but he's uh, he lives in Cuba. So Nelson Nelson hmm. Senior lives hmm. in Spain okay. the majority of the time with his wife and his his youngest son. His oldest son lives in Cuba, and Nelson uh, has a house in, in Cuba as well and travels back. But his son lives in Cuba, travels to Miami to help out with the selected tobacco uh, portion of it. He he was going through he was doing two universities at the same time. Wow! Like a very smart. Like Nelson is incredibly intellectual. Um, you can very, tell by all of the packaging and, and uh, I mean, the, the stuff that he comes out with oh, is and just he, crazy. He's non, nonstop. He is, he is someone that manages his time, and he'll say it. He's like, I'm not the smartest man. I just I manage <laughs> my time. Mm. So he knows how to, you know, if he has to work harder than mm-hmm. someone else, he knows how to manage his time properly. Mm. So Nelson Jr. Um, is incredibly smart as, as well. Going through two universities, did uh, his military service in, in Cuba, 
so in the last five or so plus years has been helping his father mm-hmm. with selected tobacco because obviously um, you know, his father Nelson Senior does the all, all the packaging for mm-hmm. on the Cuban side. He has the his marketing company and he works for. Uh, well, he works for himself, but his his biggest client is Habana Sase. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nelson Jr. has been helping him, and in the last two years, Nelson Jr. has really been more the day to day guy for Nelson. Okay. Uh, so he's he's really been heavily involved, uh, incredibly meticulous on what's going out onto the shelves of the retailers and what right. we're smoking. He watches everything. Uh, Nelson Senior was telling me that he's actually. Not that he's putting stuff aside, but he, you know, even the smallest imperfection, he's like, no, it can't, it can't go in there. Mm. So you know, Nelson Senior's laughing like, well, you know, some of that stuff can pass <laughs> because there, there's a cost involved. Obviously, sure, yeah. With the tobacco now, that, you know, it, the young one's saying, no, it can't go out, but there's a cost involved in that cigar. So sure, um, you know, there's a, a, a good balance. But yeah, Nelson Junior is more of the day to day guy, so you'll you'll be seeing more of him now that he's kind of done with the. Um, you know, uh, with, with the military and, and schooling, and uh, you'll, you'll definitely be seeing, seeing more of him. Right. Excellent. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, for the first time in like a month, we actually have a Miles with Styles. Woo! Yeah. She felt well enough to Giddy put up. one up to All us right. today. So shall we tune in and see what uh, we'll she's see up she to? she went to. Yeah. Or what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Aloha. My recovery is coming along. I had another minor surgery Monday on my hand to correct a tendon and some muscle that wasn't quite put back together right. This should be the last of the surgeries. I've also finally gotten back to the gym, at least for light exercise. I discovered I like Zumba, or at least what the gym called me dancing and prancing around. (laughs) Last week, I also got back to the ocean. Oh, how I missed the ocean. Mostly for swimming and bodyboarding, but I did get to get on my surfboard a little. Now the waves at Old Orchard Beach, Maine are smaller and the water is colder than I'm used to, but it felt great getting on my board again. Shout out thanks to Pastor Padron. The soda fountain on Temple Street had great desserts and was a serious hit with my family. Next week, we'll be in Orlando for my daughter who will be getting her cochlear implants and getting back her sense of sound. That's cool. And the week after, I'll be getting the couple of stitches out and hopefully returning to my board more regularly. I'll keep you all posted. Much love to all. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. There you, know, you go. I, I think back to the angry email yeah. that was uh, <laughs> exchanged <laughs> that they were upset yeah. with the laugh. Yeah. You know what that laugh brings? I, I, was, I was looking at, at the two of you fools mm-hmm. and myself. <laughs> Because she laughs, I laughed, mm-hmm. I smiled. Mm-hmm. And that is like the number one thing when you're having a conversation with someone or, um, you know, in business meeting, if you lighten the mood, people lighten up and they smile. And a smile, right. it, it's contagious. It is. And that was, fan- that was fantastic. It's good to hear yeah. that she's recovering. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's not like she's been so uh, at Old Orchard Beach is not plush with uh, cigar shops and stuff like that. No, no. Nice beach, but... Baptist summer camps, mostly. Very family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, a nice little beach, though. Yeah. And uh, it it was funny. You know, know, I knew she was going there and going to be spending some time there. And I said, you know, you should go check out the the soda fountain. That was where my wife, Mandy, and I had our first date. Oh. And apparently she and the kids took me up on that. That's nice. Wow. Very fantastic. Yeah. Road trip. Little road trip there. So, like, well, good, good to hear that she's getting back. Yeah. Yep. That's great. I've actually and been uh, – so I was thinking about her because I've been watching Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> and all the surfers out there. You know, but you're, you're really more likely to get into a car accident or die on your way to the beach than you are being attacked by a shark. Okay. But it's so, I mean, I'm saying there's still a like, chance. No, yeah, well, there's still a chance. You're sure there's still a chance. It's like, well, yeah, just, you're always talking. It's, it's, just, it's the fear that we have and, and the way they, uh, they the you know, TV, movie, everybody glorifies it. And we're, 
I mean, they're they're scary creatures. The great whites. Sure. I think it's a it's a foreign environment to us being submerged. In, I hate you know I've mentioned this before. I don't like swimming. I don't it's like the, the feeling unknown. of being submerged, right. you know, in water. But it's like you have so little control when you're in the water. You can't see three dimensions <laughs> right, around right. you. So it's like there's that you know always yeah. looming. You don't know if there's something right behind you or right underneath you <laughs> where you don't yeah. you don't have to usually worry about under your feet. So I, I can understand the fear, you know, where it's it's just such a foreign environment. Right. If they did more movies about spiders in the middle of the night and how many spiders you actually swallow in your lifetime Which while you're sleeping. I've heard that's a myth, so I don't think it's... I, I, I don't. Spiders don't, don't like think being eaten. Yeah. <laughs> spiders don't. spiders typically don't want to be eaten, and so I can't imagine them going into the mouth of a giant predator. Yeah, <laughs> well... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I can pull up the facts, maybe. Maybe. I love no. that song in the background. Yeah. That yeah. That's Hotel California by yeah. the Gypsy Kings. Yeah. Have you ever heard it? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I awesome. love that one. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so good. But yeah. if they did more movies about, about that, because there were, there were a couple movies put up by spiders, but they're just not necessarily realistic. Mm-hmm. But... I was I was laying in bed. I had I had two bites. And I thought they were they were spider. Uh, my bites. arm is actually all bit up by spiders. <laughs> like I, and this that was like ouch a what? week ago almost. I got bit and they were look at that. Look at but all now those they're just welts. just welts. Yeah. So what kind of spider? I don't know. I didn't was see it. Was it radioactive? It, Can you climb walls? It hit me a few times. It got me like four times. How do you know it's a spider bite? Uh, I saw the fang marks. Oh, so wow. it was a big one. Apparently. I saw the fang but, marks. Yeah. Like, and they weren't. Yeah. They were, at first I was like, oh, maybe it's mosquitoes, but mosquito bites go away really quick on me, and this has been almost a week. No, so. yeah. They last. Yeah. I, had, I had one on the top of my ear and one on my temple. And I, then I sprayed my room. I doused it yeah. and then closed the door, opened the windows, but let everything dry up. But I, I, I killed another spider the other night in, in my room. I, I, was, I was just laying there. I was watching the, the Red Sox game. And just out of the corner of my eye, I saw one going up the, um, the curtain. Huh. And I tried. I mean, I vacuum every week. <laughs> you know, I don't want anything. But they're, ju- they're just around. They get well, in Spiders everywhere. mean there's other bugs there that you don't want around either. Sometimes it's you. Or I just me. don't want something that's going <laughs> to bite me. Yeah. So what are the final, the final verdict on this uh, Byron Londonensis? So I'm picking up a little bit, you know, that you mentioned nut earlier and, mm-hmm. and uh, narrowing it down to like a pistachio mm. because a pistachio nut is kind of what I'm tasting because it, and it is more of that fruit, dark fruit flavors that are kind of melding together. Um, and, and just it reminds me of growing up with my grandmother making the pistachio pudding or whatever. She was mm. very Italian. Wow. Pistachio um, pudding. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Pistachio. She made this like pistachio cake thing with the pudding and whatever. But uh, it took me back to my childhood. Great flavor. Fantastic. So thumbs up for you, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Maybe? Big thumbs up. Maybe. Big thumbs up. Maybe. Yeah. <coughs> uh, look, I've, I've uh, kind of professed my love for the, the Byron London S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful smoke. I'm getting, uh, I can see the pistachio. There's a, there's a nuttiness, a sweet, yes. you know, sweet wood uh, for me. Uh, even, even getting down to the band, uh, it's still a very cool draw mm-hmm. um still very complex and again changing i'm getting a little you know deeper richer um espresso yes earthy, yeah earthy i was notes. gonna say that myself espresso um, it's just a, yeah beautiful absolutely absolutely uh, a thumbs up on <clears throat> on my end big thumbs up for me too i'm picking up it's even getting some toastiness going on yeah. um especially in the finish this kind of toasty nutty Really creamy finish. It's fantastic. Mm. And uh, maybe even a little bit of char going on. Nice and long just, finish. Too. It's a very nice long finish. It's a great cigar. Big thumbs up. I mean, this is like you want to sit with somebody and talk about the cigar. You right. know, like share it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was, I'm, I'm glad you said that, share with a friend. Because this is, I've heard people say with like Atabay or, or high-priced cigars. Because the, you're looking at a retail uh, for the Byron Atabay lines, between twenty and thirty-three dollars. Right. And people, you know, they say, "Oh, well, that's a you know, I, I use that cigar when I want to celebrate." Mm-hmm. And I, I always say, "Look, if the if you woke up this morning, you saw the sunrise, that's time to celebrate." Yep. And if you're buying a Byron for the first time, I would suggest buy two, and share one with a friend because yep. this is absolutely something that you want to sit down and and share that experience. You don't want to wait. I mean, but we look at our humidors and we go through the cigars and we're like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. save that, save this. Mm-hmm. We're constantly saving. Yeah. Mm. Just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's and when you say celebrate, it's like, well, what does that mean? Are you going to take it out and have a cookout? Or are you going to bring it, you know, 
on a boat or what, right. like, what's your celebration? It's like, is it sitting down and enjoying the cigar? <laughs> because that's how you can celebrate with this because otherwise it's, you're not going to get all the flavors. You're going to be distracted and it's going to no, be. And then when you share with waste. a friend, that's a memory, that's an experience. And that's something you'll talk yeah. about later. Right. You know, it's, it's just, it's a fantastic, uh, absolutely fantastic blend. Great cigar. Right. And there's a lot to talk about when you have this uh, cigar. It's just, there's so much going on. It's so rich and it is so unusual. I think to find a cigar that has so much going on and is so rich and yet everything is blending so well there's yeah. just so many different layers you could go into to explain what's what's what you're experiencing as you smoke the cigar let me let me sum it up all right this is this cigar is like the fourth quarter in the patriot super bowl <laughs> every other cigar is like the first three quarters where you're like oh it's a great game i'm watching it. it's good yeah i'm watching the super bowl and then you get to the fourth quarter and all of a sudden you're like wow okay this is a different happening. experience and now <laughs> holy crap ter- <laughs> I just watched the greatest game ever. Yeah, well, and it's beginning to end. And it's, it's beginning to end, yeah. You know, all these transitions, too, where it's like you, you get to experience it again and again. It's not yep. you get it once and you're trying to pick out those flavors the whole time. It's, no, the, the dynamics are changing throughout the cigar. Constantly. <clears throat> and next week, next week, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get, do the uh, Perdomo 20th Anniversary Connecticut Torpedo. All right. I'm a huge Perdomo fan, so this is going to be great. I have loved their Maduro 20th anniversary and Sun Grown 20th Mm -hmm. anniversary for years. And they released, finally, the uh, Connecticut to round out that series there. And uh, the Torpedo, I'm told, is the the best of the bunch. I mean, Perdomo always (laughs) has great construction. So Mm -hmm. if it's a Torpedo where it's going to be the best rollers, it's going to (laughs) be... I don't know how it's much be better fantastic. you can get. With but I'm already looking forward <laughs> to that. For that one, yeah. That's very yeah. good. Well, you know, it is time to wrap up already, people. Yeah. You've been listening to the Ash Holes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Serena Royale Studios, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. You can download this in any episode you may have missed, especially if you're John. But on iHeartRadio, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you all next week. I'm going to do the David Letterman.